Okay, hello and welcome back, Colin. It's been what a couple, like a month or something. A few weeks, a few weeks. It's been a long time, Nathan. It's felt like an eternity without without being on a microphone with you, without watching horrible TV. <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't watch something horrible this uh, partly, time, did we? Partly. Well, kind of yeah. a mixed bag. Um, yeah. Um, I, before we get started, I wanted to just uh, we've in the history of the show we've only had a couple of sponsors, and um, the first time we had a sponsor, they wanted us they wanted me to play like a little game with the host, the other host to um, kind of guess what what who the sponsor is, and so sure. I just. Um, uh, just really quick, if you, you know, like, what what kind of chips do you like? <laughs> what are you doing? What kind of chips do I like? Yeah, which is your favorite chip? <sighs> like brand or flavor? Brand. Like, uh, brand. I like, if you're just talking about a, a standard potato chip, I don't think it gets no. better than, like, a Ruffles Ridge, the Ridge oh, ones. Is, okay. is Ruffles, are, is, are they sponsoring us? No, no, oh. that's not the right one. Okay. Um, um, think about like corn chip, maybe. Oh, bugle, bugles. No, no, no. No. Like tortilla no. chips? Kind of, yeah. Thicker. Oh, okay. Thicker. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Tostito, the classic Tostito. Those Finally, are thin. What? Those are thin. Um, okay. I don't know what you, I, don't, I can't name that many other like. Cons is that a thing? I think that's only an Ohio thing. So the like people a, like listening a, all over the world it won't even know what that is. Like a really thick, kind of scooped, scoopable. Um, oh God, that's our sponsor, Fritos. Yeah, Fritos. Oh no. Oh God, now I see why I was kept in the dark. Because <laughs> I would, I would have smacked no. back, smacked that money back to hell. I hate no, Fritos. Um, Thank you to Frito Lays for chipping in and sending me a bag of chips. Just to you, huh? From the grocery store. <laughs> you're gonna are you gonna submit your receipt to them and get reimbursed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. The, you're living and, you're living and, the life, man. And what is the show that's being sponsored? The show that is being sponsored is is this podcast, uh, which goes by the t- uh, the name uh, Network Special. That's right, Network Special. What kind of show are we? So Network Special Colin. is a it's a, it's a show where we we hearken back we journey back to a time to uh, you know a golden age of television golden age mm. of appointment television mm. where mm. you know there was a time where if you wanted to watch something you didn't you, you didn't DVR it you didn't mm. uh, watch it on Hulu you had no. to be home you had to be there when it aired. Uh-huh. Uh, you had to put it on your calendar. Exactly. And so that's what we celebrate is, is television specials made for TV movies, that kind of thing that were event television. And, uh, yeah. and we roll them out. We watch them one by one and we, uh, we lay our judgment down upon them. And, and who are you? My name is Colin. And I'm Nathan. You are Nathan. And this week we are going all the way back to the late 70s. And early 80s, because this is a combo episode. Oh, snap. This is why we our took time viewers, off. We had to amp up for this. Yes. Our view, our listeners um, will um, will remember we've done this a few times where we combo a few things because they are very similar in nature. Sure. And we did this with the California Raisins. We watched two <laughs> California Raisins specials back to back. I forgot um, about that. Yep, and um, let me see. <laughs> we let me see if there's that. any other ones. That's not a sentence people say very, very often. Like we did that with the California raisins. Back, yeah, back to, to back. back, California raisins. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we also did a. We also did a very special. Um, uh, BC the first Thanksgiving. We we paired that with a the the Max Hedrum signal hijacking. That was B- a very special Hold on. episode. BC like the the. Cartoon, the comic the car- strip. Yeah. Comic strip. I mean, yeah. There's. Oh, how did I miss that? Oh, by the that way, that might have been have one another, of the episodes I haven't heard. By the way, they have another one that you and I can do there, <laughs> which oh, will be a BC's very a ter- sad day. BC's a terrible comic strip, though, <laughs> and it's a terrible cartoon. 
Like, what are the what are the comic strips that are worse than DC? Um, there you remember the that ones are worse than BC? What like uh, uh, the one uh, the one with the 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 freaking army <laughs> guy, the army guy. What's his name? Oh, Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey's not that. It's not. I'm talking about. Do you remember the the comic strips that were like really like um. They looked like like they, it was good animation, it, but it was like almost like a, a soap opera. I can't remember what they're called. There was a couple of what, them. like Mary Worth or something. Um, <laughs> may, no, there was one that was like a comic strip, but it would be like these dramatic situations presented like three panels at a time. And I could just remember seeing those as a oh, kid and thinking, there, like, "This is stuff so like, stupid." Like Dick Tracy and stuff was like that. Nah, well, yes, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm gonna have to look okay. it up now. This right. is gonna bother me. I feel like it's. One's about an apartment or something. We'll do a Patreon. We'll do a Patreon episode. We'll do a Patreon. We'll go (laughs) way too long talking about that. Now, another um, episode that we did like this was uh, we focused on two specials, two Christmas specials from Rankin Bass called Santa Claus is Coming to Town and then The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. And guess what? We're doing... Our combo episode this time in season two with brand new host Colin, Colin. is also a Rankin-Bass combo watch. Um, but this time we're doing one of their actually hand-drawn animated specials, Ooh. which aren't as um, rec- aren't as like rec- remem- mem- recognizable Memorable. as their... <laughs> Maybe as their um, their claymation ones, right? Um, yeah, de- definitely more... not what they were known for. But the thing is, like, if you look at their history, like, I I, I think if you lived as we all did in those time periods, I did. Um, I think these you, were I think both if... made just before I was born. <laughs> I think if you I'm lived in that like time, you. you you wouldn't, and you thought about Rankin Bass as a thing, you know. I think you would have thought that they were just uh, family programming altogether, and you wouldn't have necessarily, except that it was, I don't know, you'd have to talk to someone at that age. But they had tons of cartoons then, too. They had tons of cartoons, tons of claymation. It's just, we mostly know Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That's like the big one. And so everyone attributes that to them. But they have tons of cartoons, tons of stuff. They did. They were involved in Thundercats. Oh, um, were they? I didn't know that. This same studio, actually, if you look at the animation style, I think the studio is called Topcraft. Let me see. Topcraft, uh, based out of Japan. I don't want to change the subject, but I have the no. name of the, the comic strip I was okay. trying to think of. Stop the presses. Stop, Stop the presses. This is, this is big time. It's called it's Apartment the, okay. 3G. <laughs> So I had the apartment thing. I know what thing. you're I knew... talking about. I know what you're talking about. You know that one? It's the There's worst. There's tons of them, but like the I worst. know it. All right. Anyway, uh, so right. Um, no, but I'm, yeah, I'm looking at a, a bunch of the Rankin and Bass animated entertainment, like their output. And you're right. There was, there was a bunch of stuff that they did. Um, What's interesting. And they have pretty, pretty good name. Qual- like people know Rankin and Bass, but it is kind of just for that one or two Christmas specials like you were talking about. Is mainly the the way people know them. Yeah, but they have tons of stuff. Like they've did. Um, so if you look at Thundercats, um, let me see what else. Festival Family Classics, which is a TV, uh, like a. I don't know. I I feel like we could probably do some of these because it's an anthology series. But I'd have to look into them. Wait, they, they be, did. They did a. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is no. this is huge. They did something, a TV special, like an animated, I think it was, yeah, animated, I think, of the Coneheads. Yeah, we did that one. It was a pilot. Oh, you we, have? We've, yeah, we've done that one. Sorry, you missed out. Damn. I, did, I don't remember of an animated Coneheads. Was it terrible? It, it, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> it was very, so, bad. very bad. I, I want to know that um, if I missed it, that you, you two had yeah. to at least suffer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, t- tons of tons of Christmas. They did some Easter ones. Um, they, what's really interesting, is um, they they would often th- this Topcraft company in Japan. They would 
often pair with Rankin Bass. And I think I think that that's like one of those like um, ship it overseas kind of thing where it's cheaper yeah. to have people do all of the main animation. Um, but what's interesting is this top craft eventually turned into Studio Ghibli or Ghibli. I don't know what you say. The the famous um, Japanese animation studio that uh, from um, um, what's his name uh, Hayao 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 Miyazaki. What the hell? Um, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> who's a who did like. Tons of huge um, cartoons like Ponyo. Like I think like Disney distributes them now, but Ponyo and um, the Princess Mononoke and all kinds of I mean, I Japanese. What any of the words you've been saying for like two full minutes have these met. are these uh, these are very high, uh, high top shelf Japanese animation uh, productions that most uh, people. No, and I'm. I apologize to my listeners, to our listeners, that um, Colin doesn't know these things. Well, I don't apologize, and I stand by my ignorance, and <laughs> I'm going to use it as a banner of pride. I found a I found a Rankin and Bass special that I think we should watch, and if I say this one, and you go, "Oh, me and Zachary did that," I'm going to be upset. Okay. Okay. Uh, there was one made in 1972 called Willie Mays and the Say Hey Kid. You didn't okay, do that on, one, did on. you? So I want to read. I want to read the plot of this. <laughs> this is the plot. A guardian angel agrees to help Willie Mays win the National League pennant if Mays agrees to take care of Veronica, a lonely, mischievous orphan girl. Yeah, Veronica so this... makes Mays's life difficult, <laughs> but when relatives show up to claim her after hearing that she's inherited money, Mays's heart softens. That's the that's the description. So this so he, this is. This aired as part of the ABC Saturday Superstar movie, yeah. Which which is definitely in our wheelhouse. Um, and I've got a couple of these specials on my cert, my media collection. I, I wonder if I've ever been able to find that one actually, because I have searched this before. Because it's it, it it's insane, and I don't think it's um, easy to find. So we may not oh, be we, able to we watch gotta, it. We gotta try the Willie Mays plays himself yeah. so that that's range and what's great is if you look at the um the great thing about these Rankin bass specials is that they all really do have a like atmosphere about them like if you've watched one then anytime you watch another you're gonna feel the same thing you felt when you watch that one, because there's lots of like, it seems like all of the vocals were recorded in a cave. Like there's so much like <laughs> echoiness to it. There's there's the music is very um, specific to the to the sound, you know, the, the genre that they're doing. Um, we talk a lot about that. But I, I, one thing we haven't actually talked about right this second uh, is what we're watching. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. So we're watching watching. from 1977, The Hobbit, and its sequel, The Return of the King, from 1980. I think you said right. That's correct. 1980. Yeah, and these, like you said, they are very Rankin and Bassy. Um, They also there was also periods where they reminded, for some reason, reminded me of like some other cartoon like there was periods during the hobbit one where i kept thinking of the show <laughs> the gummy bears you remember the gummy yes. bears yes where it, it, i don't know if it was the animation style or the fact that a bunch of the characters in the hobbit were like short and wide and they kind of reminded me of bears <laughs> but uh i kept thinking no, of that you, but <clears throat> that you, was not a rankin and bass joint as as they would say no that was disney if you um, go up and look if you look at the gummy bears you will change your mind about them being any sort of any sort of similarities between the two but i would still like if i went and looked at the gummy bears would you agree that i would uh still find them to be bouncing here bouncing there (laughs) bouncing yeah i didn't say everywhere i'd say everywhere would you would you agree to that well i mean i i would legally be bound to yeah you would have to um, but yeah, these, I think these I two are, I live in Florida. Our these, governor controls our speech. <laughs> uh, 
These two are interesting. I think we, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're coming at these two, The Hobbit and The Return of the King, from very different places, because I believe you watched these when you were younger, and I had never seen these. And so, so you have, like, some nostalgia, and I have the... Uh, uh, I'm just comparing them against Peter Jackson, which they're not... Yeah, no. They're not that, for Although sure. Although I would... I think I read somewhere that Peter Jackson might have... Um, taken inspiration. Seriously? From... I mean, I think a lot of... Any sort of, like... Any sort of media that comes out by about the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, or anything, I think a lot of the stuff um, probably like were inspired by these ranking bats because they were kind of the first ones who who did this, did the books, you know? Yeah, there was another animated movie that came out sometime in like 78 or 9, something like that, that was a Lord of the Rings movie. I haven't yes, seen that was, one either. Uh, but that, that was... one was by um, Ralph Bakshi, who's really famous. Sure. For Wizards and um, the those urban comics or urban cartoons. I forget what they're called. Like they seem racist, but I think they're also like urban. Supposed to be like a coonskin, I think, is one of them or something. I'm going to steer clear of this topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making it feel but, very but, dangerous. I, but I think they're supposed to also be kind of like uh, sensitive to I, I, Look, don't quote me on any of this stuff. Okay. I won't. Um, but but you watched The Hobbit and the, the Return of the King as, kid, as a kid, right? So listen to this. For Peter Jackson, I'll say this. Peter Jackson in the audio commentary for the extended version of The Fellowship of the Ring. I discovered Lord of the Rings through the 1977 cartoon. Although it was very mm. different from our movie, I wanted a shot to pay homage to it because this, or 1978 movie. So this is where he's talking about, in this one, he's actually talking about the Ralph Bakshi one. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess not. Maybe not. All right. Anyways, uh, yes, I watched The Hobbit every year. I think they, I don't know when they would play it. Um, if it was like a Thanksgiving special or a um, Christmas special or what, but they would play this thing all the freaking time. The Hobbit, especially. Not the I yeah, not the the Return Lord, of the King. The Return of the King one, which is weird. It's kind of weird. The one's weird. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get to that we'll one. Get in I, there. I don't remember <clears throat> if I had seen um, that one you know during its time period i was born in 78 so i wouldn't have watched the hobbit until it started popping out and then this was 1980 so return of the king in 1980 so i wouldn't have i probably wouldn't have cared about this at three years old but um so i don't know if they played this one as much but yeah the hobbit i watched constantly all the time and i probably Got it. I probably put it on VHS, you know, probably recorded it. What did you like? I, if you watched it constantly, obviously, I think it's safe to assume you liked it. Like, what did, what, what was it about it? Like, what did you like? Well, like I said, Rankin Bass has a very, um, just has an atmosphere about it. It's, it, I mean, it's obviously, it's nostalgia. So I'm remembering this in reverse. You know what I mean? Uh, in terms of like, I have a feeling about it that maybe I didn't have as a kid that I have now because there's nostalgia all wrapped up in it. But um, it it just the music. I really enjoyed the music. I I like fantasy stuff, um, and I like The Hobbit. I like those stories. So it was just uh, and and then I mean, don't get me started on um, freaking John Huston, who plays Gandalf in this his voice is one of my favorite uh, movie uh, Hollywood voices of all time so there's just a lot to it Um, a lot of like probably loose connections I would make like Paul Freese does some of the voices and he's a um, he's a big Disney person so you would hear his voice all the time in Disney stuff and at the rides so there's probably just lots of like subconscious connections I've made to these things 
that um, re- probably made it sink into my head. And then just anything Rankin Bass, I always tuned into. You're a Rankin ba- think, Bass head. Yeah, I don't think if they would have. I don't think. Uh, by the way, apologies to. Um, there was a 1967 animated short film by Gene Deitch was the first Hobbit version of, of 1967? You know, 1967. Someone did okay. something. That sounds uh, but like anyway. it was stupid and we don't even need to talk about that. I agree. I mean, it wasn't um, even made It wasn't Rankin Bass. So the the, the Baster and the Rank, the rank, rank the Man rank, and the Baster. Rank Man, rank man yeah. <laughs> you old bastard. Yeah, people that really like their, their um, you know, stuff. No, but anyways, referred to them that way. I, I think uh, if this hadn't played every year when I was a kid, you know, um, as a TV special, I probably wouldn't have even, you know, thought about it. But it, or I probably would have found it like I did find everything else now from Rankin Bass. But, um, but yeah. So, and you, you'd never seen this before we started talking about this? No, I'd never seen this. And I'd, did I'd you know never, about it? Yes, yes. I did know that it existed. Um, but I'd never watched it. And uh, like, I know a lot more about the, the Lord of the Rings than I do about the Hobbit. Um, like I've never read the Hobbit and, uh, Peter Jackson made three Hobbit movies. People want to probably oh, God. go into the <laughs> fact that he turned it into three movies. I only saw the first one and I actually liked it. I know people didn't really talk about it. Like it was so great. I thought it was cool. But, um, so I knew kind of part of the story. Um, but, but a lot of the stuff that happened in this, I didn't, I didn't know, like kind of anything that happened after the first Peter Jackson movie, which they end that like right before you like, uh, see smog for the first time. And yeah, so you never see the five armies and all that stuff. So it was cool to see this and, and see the, it play out. It also just proved that Peter Jackson didn't need to freaking make that into like seven hours of movies or however much that is that he probably could have done it in like one really uh, good movie, but uh, that wasn't sure there was some much money. story. I'm sure there's some story of why he did that, if, if the studio pressured him or something. Yeah, but I'm sure they said it's like, useless. It's it's absolutely pointless. Yeah, I have a friend who we probably should have had for like on this podcast as a guest because when he was a kid, he like read all the Tolkien stuff and he like he read the Cimmerillion, which is oh you know, gosh. Uh, I tried to read that, which Holy is cow. like you know the whatever encyclopedia of like everything that happened in middle earth um it, it just occurred to me that like we've talked before about how there have been ep- episodes of network special that pissed off like marvel <laughs> fans and then pissed oh, off yep. pissed off like star wars fans this one like if we're not careful could probably really piss off i, I would have to believe that uh tolkien fans are like super uh serious about their what they love so i gotta be careful what we say i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen here but i think i think it's actually even pronounced talking or something like that like 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 uh, there's i'm always getting everything wrong about lord of the rings and all this stuff yeah see i say tolkien and then i'll say tolkien and i'm like i don't know (laughs) what's right i I think just on this podcast i've said it both ways i know so anyway but um but let's talk like i a little bit about this the first uh, the first thing i will call out is like I feel like this movie, uh, while it doesn't need the Hobbit, probably doesn't need to be three full length, like super long movies, like it was when Peter Jackson did it. And I'll stop mentioning Peter Jackson every two seconds. <laughs> this would probably have uh, benefited from a little bit more like explanation of things. And okay. I think the first piece of that is like at the very beginning, like it didn't seem like it was really clear, like why all these characters uh gandalf and all these other characters show up at at bilbo's little hobbit hole and why he gets involved like why he goes on this trip with them i think that's actually what happens in the book i've read the book i don't remember it now as much as i wanted to but i'm pretty sure in the book um it's like that like they these characters show up and then this is the stuff happens maybe there's some sort of prophecy you know or something that brings them there, um, but it, 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 as far as my memory of the book, from what I read freaking years ago, 
is it's similar, except that there's other things happening on the side that you don't see in this. But um, there's definitely like these dudes show up they're like busting plates at his house and stuff like <laughs> yeah there's lots of stuff like that happening in the book that i re- casually remember um the um, the, uh, the the one of the other things that jumped out to me immediately is i i have this tendency especially i think on these episodes there have been a number of episodes where i've said like this character reminds me of this character like if you remember back when we talked about um uh, Ewoks Battle for Endor I said this one little character reminded me of one of the kids from the original Bad News Bears and I'll do like <laughs> comparisons next to each other and then I always say I'm going to put it on Instagram and then I, I usually forget yeah but this character like the this build, will be no different the, the, I'm going to really try to put it up there because I think this one really nails the comparison the the um, Bilbo in this Okay. Looks exactly to me like if you think of the character Grace from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Grace, the you know the secretary or whatever she is. Mm-hmm. Bilbo looks exactly like an animated version of Grace. So Edie is her name Edie McClurg. Edie McClurg. Yeah, I looks I exactly think... like Edie McClurg. No, I'm like, you're you're not wrong on this. Holy I, crap! I, I think you nailed it on this one. Uh, it's it's hilarious. So like I thought that right at the beginning, and then I went and made like a comparison like those two care and it looks like the same thing so i will put this on <laughs> the instagram same <laughs> the same thing so it is kind of fun to watch the hobbit and imagine that it's Edie mcclurg um going on this adventure with all these these characters you know there's there's something about like i just i don't know what it is like the the artwork is so beautiful but there's something just the, the voice acting that they the, the the actors that they chose like they all have such a like um like the only way I can like describe it is like dark ride at Disney like all of these these are all these like dark massive ride at Disney you know like uh haunted mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean or something oh, where okay these these voices are very very like unique and specific to a time period and they were always used across tons of disney stuff they or feel like very what, bassy and like they have a lot of like gravitas like and when british you need a yeah and and just every person in this like orson, orson bean who plays bilbo like he's such a like a um a very like like ca- ca- calm voice and it, and it matches the character so well of bilbo being this mild-mannered hobbit who um is you know going on this dangerous quest and he's like sitting there trying to you know think of like the happy things back at his house like smoking a pipe and like doing dishes and stuff just so he's not paying attention to the dangers but like his voice matches so well like john houston as gandalf who his freaking voice is so amazing and maybe if i remember i'll drop in some some of these voices so you can hear what they sound like. Bilbo Baggins? Uh, yes? I am looking to hire a burglar. Burglar? I'm afraid you've come to the wrong place. You mean you do not wish to share a grand adventure? Can I, can I just differ? Brother like, Theodore? I would Br- I, Brother Theodore? Come on. Well, I agree with everything you're saying. There's one That's character... Gollum? There's one character in this that I, I was like, for some reason... His his voice just was sort of strange to me. Okay, that, don't. If this is from Return of the King, let's wait. No, no, it's not. It's not. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's not. This is this is from um, the Hobbit, and that is the the voice of um, of Smog. And I have okay. a clip here. Like it, it, you don't for parts of what he's saying, it sounds normal, and then there's periods where yeah. it feels weird to me. I want to just play this real quick, and okay. and then we can talk about like you know what he says. Well, thief, I smell you, feel your air, and I hear your breath. Come along. Help yourself. There's plenty and to spare. So uh, I don't, I don't even know what it is. Like when I hear that, it's just he sounds like too charactery for it to be just like this gruff, angry, fire-breathing uh, dragon. He sounds. It's he's just, kind of like uh, it's kind he's, of weird. he's like laid back. He's like, 
I yeah, looked. I, I looked up how do how do you learn to sing vibrato, and and one of the Google questions: Can singing vibrato be learned? And it says the answer is yes with an exclamation. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who puts in the time and effort can learn to sing vibrato. I mean, it makes me think like, does he like? But why why learn uh, to sing that? Can like he that talk? Does he like talk that way too? Like it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to push him off a fucking cliff immediately <laughs> if I knew him and he talked like that all day. But man, okay, so uh so Jules Bass adapted the Bass Tolkien's original lyrics for the interludes, okay? So the songs that you hear, like uh that song where it's like crack the glasses. That's like crack the glasses, crack the plates. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Like all those songs and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I think those are from the book because I remember when I read the book, I had seen the cartoon a bunch, and there was a connection. Like th- these are these were just songs like from the book. So like if you had never, I mean, th- these books obviously didn't come with the CD to like tell you what the music sounds like. Right. So this this must be some of the original like first ways to hear what those songs could have sounded like which is interesting yeah it is interesting i wonder if that's like yeah did they just make the music wouldn't it be cool if you found out like that tolkien however you say it uh (laughs) had actually written like music or like melody like you know maybe the cimmerillion has like music in it that he wrote and this is how the singing does (laughs) <laughs> what happens is, I don't think it goes that no, far. But I got I got some bad news for you. The simmer some 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 It's just about a bunch of wine. Has nothing that interesting in it. As no, far it as doesn't. Is it really I mean, don't, I mean, don't let Stephen Colbert hear what I just said. But <laughs> um, that's true. But I think wasn't the Cimmeril? Uh, it was basically like, wasn't it? Compl- I think it was like partially written by him, and then he died, and I think his son finished it or something. Yeah, it it, it's, it was basically like. It's like a if money you got. Grab. It's like if you got the yeah total cash grab. <laughs> the, it, it would be like if you got the notes for someone's movie. You know what I mean? Like 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 if you were like like oh if you like broke into Kevin Feig's wait not Kevin yeah Kevin Kevin Feig's office Paul and you Feig? found not Paul Feig the guy who runs Marvel oh, like okay. if you broke into his office and you found like his like book that explains all of the stuff that has to happen in a marvel movie or whatever like here's the things you can't break whatever yeah you know or like george lucas's like story plot sort of thing for star wars like it's like just the details like i like i like i don't think look guys don't get me mad i'm not gonna search this right now i'm just gonna make a claim that could be false but i don't necessarily think talking envisioned this like being released in that way, you know, like like it was it his seems own, like like, uh, bi- like like a bible for about himself. Like when a show happens and they the people the showrunners have something that's called like a show bible and yeah all the, yeah this is who are the characters are this is their backstories this is the the points of the plot that have to be kept you know consistent like it's kind of yeah. like how the yeah yeah um, uh, yeah this was yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I thought it was and then yeah maybe it was like finished up when he maybe it was but a I cash grab by his son who knows. Uh, that that's the thing I don't know. I, I I don't I don't honestly know. Um, but yeah. So it's just Maury Mo. I'm gonna say Mo, I'm gonna call him Mo. Mo Laws was the the composer and conductor in residence for Rankin Bass. So like he did most of the music and all of the stuff for their productions. Um, and they kind of they wrote the the Greatest Adventure sung by Glenn. And that song, The Greatest Adventure, is kind of like the underlying song throughout the whole it carries the whole movie mm-hmm. and they'll play like little variations of it you know like it's my favorite thing whenever there is a theme song somewhere and then instead of writing like other music that sounds like it for like slower parts they just play the theme song slow yes yes, <laughs> yes i love that yes but there i like the music in this one but there's a song in this in the the return of the king which i assume is by the same guy yeah, that I love, and I'm like, this is my life theme song. Okay, um, well, 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 let's let's I'm let's give let's transition. Dots. I'm no, I'm saying previous. let's transition there now because I think we've hit this. But but I would say on this, like, 
It is um, one of my favorite TV specials for sure of all time, just because of the amount of times I saw it as a kid and the feeling, uh, the feelings I get whenever I see the visuals or hear it or or smell it, you know, and smell a vision. Sure. On my smell of vision to you. You do have that. So, yeah. One, well, so to connect the two. And it all two, smells like a fart. Like everything smells like a fart. Which is so weird. I don't. Maybe it's just you farting in your house. Hmm? That, no, I don't know. Hmm? I don't want to cast aspersions. Listen, okay. so one thing that connects the two is I really liked the parts in The Hobbit and in The Return of the King where uh, Gollum shows up. My precious. It is my precious. My precious. Yes, Gollum's amazing Whatever. in this. He's awesome. He's not. Yeah. He's never called Smeagol. No, I don't not. think in this. Only no. in the book and in uh, the movies. Yeah, but he's he's great. He's like much more like he almost looks like a frog a lot of the time <sighs> in, in, in this. But like <sighs> his, uh, yeah. I just I loved the guy who did his voice. I just thought the the look of him was really cool. And he, it was if just you don't a know really who... desperate like. Uh, you know, sad kind of character that was cool to watch. If you don't know who Brother Theodore is, he's the guy who did the voice. He was he was always on Letterman. Franciscan monk or something? Brother no, Theodore? He, no, he he was just a um German American actor um who was a comedian and he would have these like rambling I'm reading Wikipedia, I'm not I'm pretending like I'm saying this, but rambling stream of conscious monologues um he called it stand up tragedy but he um he would be he D- david letterman ha- would have him a lot on i would see him on there um brother theodore theodore okay yeah here here he is um he was in the okay. burbs most a lot of people <clears throat> at least from my from my perspective or era i think a lot of people would know him from the burbs where he plays the neighbor oh okay yes he plays the neighbor and from tom hanks uh creep, tom hanks creep, neighbor creepy creepy looking guy yeah and he was great he's great in this and he does he does the way he does Gollum, just this ah, ah, yeah my precious <laughs> so okay as i was you you said brother theodore and then i started looking him up and i happened to see other people that are in the voice cast of this. And I'm very uh, happy. Now I don't remember Elrond's uh, voice from this, but he's played by this, this actor. uh, And I'm going to say his name wrong. Cyril Ricard. Richard, Richard, Richard. I think it's Ricard, I believe, but he played Captain Hook in the TV special that I'm going to force you to watch soon. The 1964, I think Peter Pan. Okay. With Mary Martin playing Peter Pan, do you do you've never seen that, have you? Nineteen fifty four is what it says on the fifty. Okay, so yeah, I, and I watched that all the time as a kid. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. I okay. mean, I know what it is, but I haven't, so it's a I reverse of it. this. But he's so awesome as Captain Hook, and and I totally miss that he's in this. So now I kind of want to go back and and listen because I mean, he's got a great voice too. Same thing, you, like you were saying earlier, just like a really unique. Uh, f- fantastic voice i gotta go back and listen to him in this because i i'm mad that i i missed that i mean look at all these okay so you have you have like orson bean okay so orson bean um who um (laughs) he the name is more familiar than his face is for me um but i've always known him as the guy who did this voice of course um you have uh, oh, he was also blacklist. He was yeah. also blacklisted because uh, he had a cute communist girlfriend. He said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, he was um, like one of those guys that was like uh, really like um, he was kind of like in everything. He was in a bunch of shows. He was in like movies. He was on like talk shows all the time. He was like kind of a f- famous guy that was like famous for being famous." Um, this here's this one's interesting. So, the Hans Conried he plays Thorin Oakenshield. He was the Captain Hook in Disney's Peter Pan. 
1953. So he beats him by he a beat, year. He beat him by a year. It's this record guy. Um, uh, you've got no, but, John okay, Houston. So, so, so Gollum, John Houston, which there's no way I'm not playing quotes from John Houston, though. He, he, he's the best. Enough. I am Gandalf. And Gandalf means me. That's fine. That's welcome. Um, the, okay. So Gollum does come back obviously in the, in the return of the King. But the thing that I was saying earlier about this is, is like the return of the King is like the very end of like the Lord of the Rings story. Yeah. And they just completely skip over that. So they go from the Hobbit Mm -hmm. and then in the next thing, it's just like the very end of the Lord of the Rings. So you don't ever see, like, they don't even have a lot of the characters that are in the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. We never see him in this. We never see. We see very little of Ma- like Mary and you Pippin. See, we see. Yeah, you see all of them, Sam, but very shortly. Sam and and uh, and Frodo, obviously, a lot. But yeah, all those other characters, like Legolas, isn't Legolas a character? They didn't make him up for the movies, did they? Uh, no, he's not in these. He's no. not. A, he's not in this at all. Like, wait, is Legolas a he? Yeah, he's an elf. Sorry, okay. He's a oh, long-haired right, Orlando right. Bloom elf. No, they have. Um, the elves are interesting in this. The elves are, um, but they, you in 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 the Return of the King, you get Aragorn, you get Bilbo, um, who's, ca- you know, he's again still voiced by Orson Bean, but he's just kind of casually in this. But then you get Frodo, who's also voiced by Orson Bean. Gandalf again, Gollum again, Merry and Pippin. By the way, Merry and Pippin, the worst voices out of any of these. Yeah, and one of them is it I think it's Pippin. Looks he looks like a like a chimpanzee or something. He looks he's like looks like a like an animal. He doesn't look like a hobbit for some reason in this. Did you notice that? Uh right, that's what I'm saying. They like okay, cuz cuz um let's see who it is. It's um Mary is voiced by Casey Kasem. <laughs> so it's like, you're like, it's like, you know, it'll be like Frodo, the ring, and then Mary, Casey Kasem. He's got a <laughs> ring and it's dedicated to Mount Doom. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like. His like, ring is going out long distance. Although, there is a Doom. moment, there is a moment where Casey Kasem is yelling. And he's screaming as Mary. And it's like, whoa, I've never heard him like that. And it fit what was going on. But other times, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Even when he's like Shaggy and, and Scooby Doo, he doesn't really like no, scream he's... like that. Be- yeah. <laughs> um, and the other guy who's not good is is the person he's always <laughs> with. And it's Sonny Melendrez. And I'm not sure. Um. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> look a picture up look up a picture of him. What is it? Sonny Melendrez? Yeah, who Melendrez. Do, who does he, he plays Mary or uh, he Pip, plays Pippin? Pippin, yeah. He plays like the other guy Scotty that's Pippin? with Mary all the time. And it I absolutely recognize him. He looks like he was in a lot of of um Rankin Bass stuff. But man, those were the two misses for me on this in the voice cast at least. So I, I want to say real quick, the name of this movie, The Return of the King, uh, it, it, it wasn't always called The Return of the King. There was an, a, a different name, a, the film's original working title, which I guess working titles aren't obviously aren't always final, but Frodo, comma, The Hobbit 2. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. That's, that's terrible. I'm glad they somebody <laughs> talked sense into somebody. Um, Frodo, The Hobbit, Two, Electric Boogaloo. That's a so required. Uh, you have to make that joke. Um, so what's really what's really interesting is that okay, so this there was um, Ralph Bakshi. We talked about made a movie in 1978 called The Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was just the first part. Like he had intended to make all three parts of the movie, but he um, but the the studio changed heads at some point during the process and they were like no we're not making three movies dude you're making one so like they just called it was supposed to be called the lord of the rings part one or something 
but it ended up be calling just being called the Lord of the Rings. And so everyone was like really pissed when it came out because they're like, "This isn't the Lord of the Rings. This is just the first part. Where's the rest of this movie?" Right. So so that was just a common complaint about it, and one of the reasons why people didn't like it. Although. If you've seen it, it's amazing. It's it's got that rotoscoping on it, so it has that classic rough backsheet look to it. And it's it, I I love it. I really really liked it. And um, did you say rot- but it what just, is rotoscoping? It's just like rotoscope a, is it like an animation film, style. You you film you film people moving and then you draw over them. Oh, so okay. It looks it looks it looks way more realistic because you're getting you're getting all of those frames in between. It's like the opening credits um, of Juno. Like if I draw, <laughs> you're not gonna acknowledge that. Sure. That's the sure, only example sure. of that I can yeah. think of right now. It's like if I draw, uh, you know, I'm gonna draw like a, an animated cat or something. I've got my keyframes, and then everything in between is what makes up the whatever 24 frames or whatever you're making. So like with this, you're animating every frame, so you're getting all of the stuff that a normal animator wouldn't necessarily include. Uh, because you're not actually animating to these principles of bounce and stretch and all these things that they come up with. Um, so, like, it, it's really interesting. I, I don't know if people, if, like, animators, like... I think Disney did that, didn't they? They like it or not. Um, I think they did they, it for, like, uh, the the the, uh, the Seven Dwarfs. I feel like, they, or something like what that. What they did is, what they would do is, they would draw... Um, draw first draw and then they would like copy it like and print it out and so it would like darken the lines it's really weird like you can kind of see it uh when you watch some of their movies you can see like little artifacts of it and a lot of their stuff was like a lot of their animation was just repeating um animate keyframes and stuff they've already done so like like if if someone from the jungle you saw that where like the jungle book is dancing it's the same exact dance as yeah. another dance in another movie yeah that i've definitely seen i think there's there's parts of uh the the, the jungle book is definitely one of them uh but uh, sword in the stone i think there's parts of that that are like maybe the Similar, same as yeah. the jungle book yeah but so, it's funny because you overlay them and it's like the same exact scene it's just They've added trees here and taken one yeah. thing away from it. Yeah. But um okay. So they, so so the so, so, so so anyway, so this Lord of the Rings, it's really cool. Check it out. But it just it does just freaking end because it's supposed to be uh you know, continued. Um but what happened is eventually um Warner Brothers acquired the rights to home video distribution and they um packaged the hobbit and um the return of the king together with bakshi's lord of the rings so people think oh really are under the impression that the return of the king is actually the sequel to the lord of the rings even though it doesn't look like it yeah they're nothing they're not connected in any way except that they were just packaged together for home video Hmm, that's interesting yeah the um but even at that, there's probably a gap between where the Lord of the Rings one ends and where the Return of the King. They're probably cutting out the whole middle of the story anyway. But there is, there is, yeah. Um, anyway, so hey, I want to talk about. Uh, I want to steal your thunder and talk about uh, music. That's usually your thing. But the <laughs> the song in this that I really like. It's it's called. Uh, I don't even remember what what it's uh it's called like uh hold on it's it's so easy not to <laughs> it's so easy it's not to so try this is my this try. is my this is my theme song of my life hold on I want to play <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to them singing this song and I was like yeah it is really easy for me not to try you're <laughs> you, you're nailing this. It's so easy not to try <laughs> Let the world go drifting by Yeah, absolutely <laughs> If you never say hello <laughs> You won't have to say goodbye Okay, so let me read you some of the lyrics of this. This is, this is prophetic. It's so easy not to try. Let the world go drifting by. If you never say hello, you won't have to say goodbye. It's so easy not to try. Never stay around to cry. Move along when <laughs> troubles come like a mindless butterfly. 
Almost done. For for what good is it to love when the loving always ends? Travel on the road that's straight, not the one with hills and bends. This is like the worst advice for life ever. I love uh, it. It's so easy not to try. Let the world go drifting by. If you never say hello, you won't have to say goodbye. It's like the theme song of somebody that just like shuts themselves in their house and never experiences anything. I was like, why is this the song? And it's through the whole thing. Like, because it's I mean, all because it's, it's all it's like, like the there's Hobbit so much would rather just like stay in their little Hobbit hole and not have yeah, to do that's stuff. It. I know there's I got why they were doing it, but I was just yeah. like, it's it's like a song for like de- people with clinical depression. It's like, oh, it's so easy not to do anything and not try <laughs> and not meet anyone and not go anywhere. This is I'll just stay here. I love it. <laughs> um and by the way, you heard initially. You heard that Mr. Frodo, yes, uh, whatever it was, that Samwise, and that's voiced by Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell, yes. Who, who? T- tell me what we we would know him for most of all. Do you think? Well, he's not Malcolm McDowell. I know that much. No, 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 no. That would have been a totally different uh, paint job on on things. Uh, Roddy McDowell is that's a good question. Planet of the Ape, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's kind of the that's... one that is probably stands out the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's something else that I'm not thinking of. What else is shoot? What else is he in that is like? Uh, that's what I'm looking at now it. to see if he. Oh, um, looks like he was on Fantasy Island a few times. He's not Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, oh, he is in Fright Night, the movie Fright Night, as uh, Peter Vincent. Um, he's in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. He's in The Poseidon yes. Adventure. He's in. Uh, he's in a uh, bug. I didn't know of, he's in a Bug's Life. Lots of lots of voiceover work. He's in GoBots. He he's he's uh, in a grave ever since October third, nineteen ninety eight. So that's something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There you go. But he's he's definitely a name. Like I feel like when I'm looking at the stuff he was in, I should have. Oh, he's in. Uh, oh, never mind. That's not Is it one of those like, like you know that there's those like, uh, famous celebrity names that everyone knows just because they're like constantly referenced in, you know, comedy sketches or whatever. Like people are always referencing these things as someone who's indicative of a certain time period in Hollywood that everyone knows. But then when someone, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know Roddy McDowell. And they're like, Oh yeah. Well, what's your favorite thing he's in? And you're like, like, I I don't don't know. know. I just know the name. Yeah. Leave me alone. (laughs) He's just a name. I know. Yeah. Cause that's kind of how I feel looking at his his filmography, even though he was in plenty of stuff Yeah. Um, anyway, but, but yeah, so, so I liked, uh, what did, what else happens in this one? I mean, we so get... th- that's the, the thing about this one. Okay. So you and I have ta- talked a tiny bit about this. We both agree that this one is definitely not as good. Not, it's, not even, it, yeah. it's longer. There's way too much. There's way too many scenes of Frodo and Samwise being really tired and worn out. Yeah. And really there's, hamming it up. There is so much of this where it's just Sam wise, like Sam, like walking around and narrating what he's thinking. Yes. It's so much. There of were, that. There were periods of this, honestly, where I was like, okay, I've just watched, uh, like I would look at it and be like, Oh God, there's 57 minutes of this left. <laughs> and then I would like watch for 40 minutes and I'd look back at the clock and I was like, Oh, I didn't watch for 40 minutes. I watched for like four minutes. Like, holy <laughs> shit. There's 53 minutes of this left. Okay. And then I'd watch for a couple more days and I'd be like, Oh my God, that was only nine more seconds. I watched like, it just was there, were, especially like the middle part of it. It's just like drug on. And a lot of it yeah. is, yeah, what you're saying is like this same kind of thing over and over. And it's um, and it's it's what you're saying before. It's the song, and it's them struggling, and it's that song. It's different it's verses so from that song. Easy not to try. I'm gonna start. Sing, I'm gonna sing that all throughout life. But now. there is another great song in this, uh, sung by the um, the orcs, right? The orcs mm-hmm. who sing are the goblins. I think it's the orcs, it's and the it's. Orcs, uh, yeah. Where there, it's like this kind of disco-y, like rock disco. It's like, where there's a whip, 
Yeah. There's a way. Yeah. That's where a cool there's song. a whip, and they're chanting, and then they're like going, "I don't wanna go to work today." <laughs> like that's my freaking. That's your theme. Like, that's my freaking theme. That's yeah. That's a, that's a good one too. Yeah, that one always sticks out to me a lot. I always think about that one a lot. I actually, this is dumb, but I actually went on to YouTube and ripped a bunch of the songs and created my own my own little soundtrack in iTunes for myself oh. that I casually casually listen to and 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 sing the "It's So Easy Not to Try" song to myself. That's nice. Isn't that yeah. nice? That's really fun. The um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> what else though? Like, what I don't know what even else there is to talk about in this. Is just like, can you remember anything the same thing, besides the same struggling? Thing, um, just the part. I remember uh, as I was watching this, I got frustrated with the same thing I got frustrated with in like the uh, Peter Jackson movies, which is I, I just want to smack Sam upside the head and be like, kill Gollum kill him please kill him why are you not killing him why are you feeling bad for him why are you letting yourself be suckered in you should kill him oh you let him go oh he's gonna come back and try to kill you guys and throw you into the the lava like it's just like and obviously that's not you know anybody's fault except J.R.R. Tolkien and talking uh, he, he talking. wrote it like that talking talking junior ta- junior talking uh, because Not he wrote it man. that way, and I know that's like the better way to write it, but it's just like Sam should have just like put that freaking dagger right in Gollum's head. Do you? So I love that I'm upset about a plot point that was written like a century ago <laughs> and kind of had to be written In- that way, or else the story would be, you know. Initially, screwed. when I told you let's do both of these in one, you were like, "Why wouldn't we just do two episodes?" Do you now understand why I said to do these as one? Yeah. So after I watched them, um, and then I think I, I texted something back to you and you were like, see, that's, I knew that the Lord, the, uh, the return of the King, like there wouldn't have been anything really to talk about. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So these had to be paired together, but, uh, but it was a lot, it was a lot of Lord of the Rings, uh, slow, slow, slow return of the King stuff to watch, to get through that. Yeah. So, uh, to wrap it up, I, I give these, uh, I say, uh, definitely watch The Hobbit. No question. That's a classic. Um, everyone should watch it. And um, I don't know. If you want a little bit more of the same music, watch the second one. But don't expect to feel the same feels that you do about The Hobbit. Except the atmosphere is all the same. No question. Still yeah, it, getting that great Rankin Bass, Top Craft, uh, feel. Yeah, I would yeah, I would I would agree with all that. I give uh, I give the Hobbit f- uh, uh, five hairy Hobbit feet out of five. Um, uh, you know what I give it? I give uh, it uh, nine fingers. <laughs> We didn't even talk about some of the songs, how they like will like narrate things in a really weird way, which is like that thing where uh, for, <laughs> Bilbo has nine fingers. It's like, why does he have nine fingers? Uh, <laughs> and they're just like, so it's so odd the way they uh, add that. Anyway, Frodo of the nine fingers. And the ring of doom. Uh, all right, so so yeah, I would concur. Watch The Hobbit; it's it's a good one, and uh, you could probably skip the other and uh, be okay with that. Or you know, go on YouTube and find the songs instead of the instead of watching it. Sure, find your own little life and song please, like we did. This is absolutely one hundred percent unrelated to any of this. But please, 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 go on wherever you, uh, wherever you rent your uh, DVDs these days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In a time machine. Yeah, wherever you rent the your if you, whatever red box you can get to, please go and find the movie The Visitor, um, starring what? 
John Huston. It is the most Sorry, wild who? movie, John Huston. It comes came from 1979. It is so <laughs> wild, and it, and it has so much John Huston in it. I gotta um, believe that there's not that many um, red boxes out there stocking that film. But you don't think so? You never know. You, you don't know. think so? I, I don't. I don't think so. But I've been wrong before. Happens all the time. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. And, uh, as we say at the end of every episode, it's so easy not <laughs> to try. Why does he have nine fingers? Bye. Goodbye.